Good morning and a good night, everybody. Today's daf is Sota Daf Yud Gimel. We are holding on Daf Yud Beis on Beis. We are three lines from the end of the page. Vatikach Miriam Hanavia Achos Aaron. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in the honor of his wife and children and Le'ili Nishmas, his mother, Golda Basimcha Aleha Shalom. It is also sponsored by Daniel and Adele Dubin in memory of Maya Shaknovich Aleha Shalom, mother of Natasha Srilowitz, uh, the Neshama Shevan Aliyah, and we thank uh, both sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So we're continuing in the Agadita here toward the end of the first parak of Masecha Sota. This is the last full daf of the first parak of Masecha Sota. And we're going to discuss a little bit more about Miriam. And then we're going to talk about the funeral of Yaakov Avinu, of who brought him and why he was brought in the way that he was brought and why the funeral was delayed and how they uh, resolved the delay and the confrontation with Esav at the Maris Hamach Pela. And then it's going to talk about the funeral of Yosef and uh, how uh, Moshe Rabbeinu managed to secure the remains of Yosef and who took responsibility for the remains of Yosef throughout all the time in the Midbar and all the way into Eretz Yisrael. Then on Ahmed Beis, the Gemara is going to talk about three different interpretations of the phrase Rav Lach that was told to Moshe Rabbeinu about not going into Eretz Yisrael. So we're going to have three different interpretations of why Hashem Dafka used that phrase. And then we're going to talk about the death and the burial of Moshe Rabbeinu. And why are we talking about death and burial of Yosef and of Moshe? Because that, that was the Midah Kenegad Midah that we highlighted in the, uh, in the Mishnah. That, uh, that because Yosef was uh, Osik before Yaakov, so Moshe Rabbeinu was Osik in his Kvurah, because Moshe was Osik in Kvurah's Yosef, so HaKadosh Baruch was Osik in his Kvurah. So this is not a tangent, this is actually uh, directly related to the Midah Kenegad Midah discussion that, uh, that we've been having. So let's begin again, three lines from the end of the page, Andaf, Yud Beis, Amud Beis. So it says the Pasuk, Vatikach Miriam Anavia, Achos Aaron. So it says that Miriam Anavia, after Kriyas Yamsuf and after the Yashi, she took so here we are the day before Azyashir, and we're reading about Miri, the Shira that Miriam and Avia led the women in and she took all of the instruments but the Gemara says it's just strange the way we introduce her at the beginning of the Shira we call her Miriam and Avia Achos Aaron, the sister of Aaron ah, I'm sure some people knew her as the Achos Aaron but she was probably more well known as Achos Moshe Moshe Rabbeinu was like a Melech, he led why would it call her that way? So Amrav Amram Amarav, Sarav Amram Amarav says that if Amrila, it's interesting, Amram is the name of the Amarav that answers the question. Amrila Amrav Nachman Amarav, Malami Chaisa Misnabe Kishi Achos Aaron. It teaches us that she was Misnabe when she was the Achos Aaron, meaning her Navua happened. She had already become a Navua before Moshe Rabbeinu was born. And that's why we're highlighting that, that even when her only sibling was Aaron, she was already in Nevia, the Omeris, and she said, as a little girl, Asidi imi sheteli ben shemoshia es Yisrael, that my mother is going to have a, a child, a son who is going to, uh, who is going to say, be the savior of the, uh, the Jewish people. So why, why does it wait till now to be Merames to that? So the Marsha points out, because uh, after Kriyas Yamsuf, the, uh, we, we finally see that Moshe Rabbeinu was the Moshiach in Shal Yisrael. So you see that, uh, that that was the vindication of her nevuah. And that's why he's the one that started the Shira. So she was uh, the one that was misnave about that Yeshua that finally came to fruition at Kriyas Yamsuf. 
So now at Kriyas Yamsuf, the uh, the the uh, pasuk is highlighting that that was a nevuah that happened long ago. So she said that nevuah as a little girl, and then what happened? V'kiven Shnol and Moshe Nismale Abayis Kula Or. When Moshe Rabbeinu was born, the whole house filled with light. Amad Avion Ushaka Al Rosha. So her father got up and kissed her on her head. Armala Biti Niskayma Nevuah Seich. He said your nevuah has been fulfilled, even though it hadn't yet been fulfilled. They weren't. They didn't have a guula yet. They weren't out of Mitzrayim yet. They just had a baby. So uh, how can you say Niskayim and Nevuah So the Achronim explains, Ben Yoyod explains, based on the Ramban. The Ramban writes that any Nevuah that has a poel dimyon that, uh, that, that, that accompanies the Nevuah, there's some sort of physical um, representation that accompanies the Nevuah, uh, like the Misa that, uh, that, 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 uh, that a Misa happens that reflects the Nevuah, that Nevuah is not going to be Nispatel, and, uh, and, and, and even and if it's a Nevuah Litova, uh, you're not going to be subject to Shami Yigrom Achet, that even if people do Averos, that Nevuah is still going to be, uh, is still going to be uh, uh, in effect, and if it's a Nevuah Lera'a, no Zuchus will help to be Mevatel, that Nevuah. So over here also, Moshe Rabbeinu was born, Nismalei Abayis Ora, that was a Poel Dimyon, that was something physical in the physical world that represented that the Nevuah was going to be fulfilled. So says the, says the Ben Yoyada, that was therefore a guarantee that it wasn't subject to change. That now we know you could take it to the bank that that nevuah is going to be fulfilled. That's where Shachar often explains the simanim that we do on Rosh Hashanah. Right? What do we do? We eat all these uh, strange foods and we say, oh, uh, we eat a rimon. Yir b'zchuyos rimon. That I should have as many zchuyos like a rimon. You want to have many zchuyos like a rimon? Do mitzvahs. Right? What does that have to eating with the what is eating a rimon? You tamlus onenu. We eat a tamar and you tamlus onenu. How's that going to help? So it's a tefillah. The whole point of the eating all those simanim is not the eating. It's the tefillah that we say associated with it. So why do we also eat? Why do we also have the peros there? Because just like a nevuah with a poel dimyon is a stronger nevuah, it could be that a tefillah with a poel dimyon is also a stronger form of tefillah. So we do a tefillah with props. We do a tefillah with those uh, simanim that the tefillah should be fulfilled to make it that it should be a stronger form of tefillah. So anyway, so at that point, Amram said, is what, is that her father said to her, that, uh, that, that your nevuah has been fulfilled, the kibbutz or but then they took the baby and they had to throw Moshe Rabbeinu, like we learned about yesterday, into the or. Amravia utfacha al rosha. So her father went and tapped her on her head as if to say, uh, she didn't do such a good job. Amla biti, and he said, Where's your nevuah now? What does it mean? She was interested to see what would happen to him because she wanted to see how her nevuah was going to play out. She was confident that the nevuah was going to play out. She didn't know how yet, so she wanted to see how exactly it was going to play out. The truth is, if you, you read this story, it makes it sound like um, that uh, that her father was uh, so fickle that he went, you know, oh, I'm happy today, not happy tomorrow. Did he believe the nevuah? Did he not believe the nevuah? Meaning, uh, it goes back and forth. So that's what the Marsha writes that uh, even though it was already in the Sameh, 
the nevoa when the bias was filled kulo ar, but when it shlichuli ar, uh, he had he had yeish from it. But then the marsha quotes another girsa, and it's a girsa that's quoted in the medrash rabba and shemos rabba that uh, that she she that that the girsa is sheima tavcha al rosha, not that the father, but that her mother was tavcha al rosha, and he explains that she never told her nevoa to her mother; she only revealed her nevoa to the father in order to convince him to remarry her mother. And once, uh, but she did, she, she wasn't uh, given a tzivoy to go and reveal the nevuah. So she never revealed it to the mother. So the mother was saying, oh, daddy told me about, you know, where's your, you know, where, where is it now? What happened to your big pl- grand plans now? But it wasn't the father when it was Nismali by Skule Ora, Ra'avia, that her nevuah was MS, even though she was only five years old. But when uh, when she was, when the baby was thrown into the or into the body, in the box in the R, so the mother who was unaware of the nevoah was tavcha al rosha. So some of the achorim ask on the marsha, but it says hecha nevoah seich. It sounds like the mother, whoever whoever was tavcha al rosha, knew about the nevoah. Okay, but uh, but that's how the marsha quotes a uh, a different girsa. So anyway, Yosef zacha. The Mishnah had said that Yosef was zocha to bury his father, and he was the uh, most prominent of his brothers, because Vayal Yosef, the Gemara, as Aviv, Vayal Yimo Gamrecha, Gam Prashim. So the Gemara explains the Kavur of Yaakov Avinu, how it played out. So Maishna Me'ikara, why initially, when they went to bury Yaakov, Dixiv, Vayal Yosef, the Gemara, Aviv, Vayalu Ito, Kol Avde Paro, that together with Yosef went the Avde Paro, Vahadar, and only afterwards, Vachol Beis Yosef, Echov, Veis Aviv. Then the family went afterwards. So it was like a state funeral where all the Avdei Parah went first and then the family went afterwards but then afterwards it says Yosef that on the return trip to Mitzrayim, it was Yosef and the rest of the family. Vahadr, and then only afterwards, Vakala Olamito Likbaris Aviv. The Abde Paro, all the people that went with them, it doesn't identify specifically the Abde Paro, but that's who went with them. So it's obviously referring to the Abde Paro. So why does it change the order? Do the brothers come first or do the Abde Paro come first? And on the way there, the Abde Paro went first. On the way back, the brothers went first. When they went to they had not yet seen the cover that the other nations uh, were knowing toward Klal Yisrael. So lo So the Avde Paro were not knowing cover toward the brothers of Yosef. But then by the time they were returning from the Kavur of Yaakov, they saw the great honor that was accorded by everybody else to the brothers. They also were knowing cover and they were maktim the brothers to the to themselves. The the uh, it says in Masechus. Brachos that ain't mechabdin bedrachim. That you're not supposed to be mechabed on a road when you're traveling. There's no kibbutz in telling someone to go first. Like you know, you see if there are any landmines before I. It's not a cover to uh, to, to have someone go first on the uh, on the road. So Tosas and Masechus Brachos Taf Memvav asked the question that over here in our Gemara it sounds like it is a cover that they're mechabed the Yachay Yosef to go first on the way back. So it is a kavod bidrachim. So uh, Tosas explains, Ein mechabdin bidrachim is only if uh, you, you, you meet someone ba'akra'i. You happen to run into somebody, so someone's got to go first. But when you're going and traveling together on a, on a long journey, so then there is kavod bidrachim. And this was traveling together for some time, and, and that is considered to be a form of kavod that they, that you're allowed to show even on the road. Dechsev ayavo ad goren ha'atad says that they arrived at Natad is a type of a thorn bush. You don't make, you don't have a gorin, you don't have a silo. There's no nothing edible that you're gonna pull out 
of a thorn bush. You have a goren of 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 chitim and of uh, you know of of of, of grain that's uh, that's edible. You don't have a goren of natad. Some rabbi avol melamitchi kifuk sarim laronish al Yaakov. It teaches us that they put their crowns around the aron of Yaakov. Kigoren zeh shemakif shemakif lo atad. Just like a goren where you would make a fence around it to protect it. So they made this uh, they made the, this uh, fence of crowns surrounding Yaakov's aron. Shabob bnei esav bnei shav because the bnei esav bnei shav bnei ketura all came to the levaya. You know, all the cousins uh, from out of town uh, showed up to uh, to Yaakov's uh, levaya. They hadn't seen them in a while, and all the kings of those places took their crowns and put it by the aron of Yaakov, and that's why it's called. Gorin Ha'atad. So Gemara brings a Brisa that explains why the uh, they 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 uh, they came. So Tana Kulam Lemulchava Ba'u. They came initially the Bnei Esav Bnei Shmuel Bnei Ketura to make a war. Kivin Shero Kisro Shel Yosef Talu Baron Shel Yaakov. Once they saw that Yosef's uh, uh, crown was on the Aron of Yaakov, Natul Kulam Kisrei, and they all took their crowns Utalim Baron Shel Yaakov, and they put them around the Aron of Yaakov that Nafla Ateres Roshenu was. The symbolism, Marsha says, that a way of saying "nafla teres roshenu." If you happen to have a crown, they put it on the uh, on the the aron. The Iun Yaakov points out that the reason that they were nichna, that they humbled themselves in front of Yosef, is because he 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 uh, gave them food. He's the one that supported the, that that ensured their survival through all the years of famine. So they owed it to him to to be nichna lefanav. That if he takes off his crown, they're going to take off their crown. So tanoshloshim shishuksarim nitlu baron. There were 36 crowns in total around the Aron of Yaakov, and the Iun Yaakov writes that that's a remez as well. 36, of course, is Pa'amayim Chai, that he was someone who was Chai Ba'olam and he's Chai Ba'olam that he gets two lifetimes. He gets a lifetime in Olam and then he gets a forever lifetime in Olam So that Pa'amayim Chai crowns around the Aron of Yaakov. And they had a very uh, large and heavy mispeid. So Tana Afilu Susim Afilu Chamorim. What does it mean? Heavy? It means that even the Susim Chamorim were noeg avelus on Yaakov Avinu. What on earth does that mean? That the Susim Chamorim were uh, were noeg avelus. So the Marsha says. Horses can't, you know, that that's that doesn't happen. Horses don't, they don't talk, and they don't, uh, they don't have avelos. No, what it means is that they put, they dressed up the horses in black, also. That they had the whole, that, that everybody, everything uh, covered in black is a sign of uh, of avelos. Rabbi Yaakov Ebden, however, says that no, it means that the horses and the chamorim were were braying and neighing and wailing, um, and maybe Chazal Darshan this says Rabbi Yaakov Ebden from a Gezer Shava because it says kaved ma'od and it says by that they went with Mikne Kavin Ma'od. So Kavin Ma'od relates to Balechayim. So you see that, that that must be the basis of the Drasha that it's Afilu Susim Afilu Chamorim, because it calls it a misbade Kaved. Where do we find that Lashon? The Yaakov explains that they were Misabel because they also felt the loss of Yaakov, because as soon as Yaakov got to Mitzrayim, the famine uh, ended. So, uh, so as soon as the famine ended, they realized uh, that uh, their lives changed on. On, on, on account of Yaakov Avinu, so they they, uh, they felt the loss of Yaakov as well. So Kivin Shigil Marsamachpela. Once those who were accompanying the Aron of Yaakov Avinu arrived at Marsamachpela, Asa 
Esav. Esav showed up in Kama Akev, and he tried to prevent them from burying Yaakov. So Amalan, Esav said to the Bnei Yaakov, Mamri Kiryas Arba hi Chevron. Rabbi Yitzchak, and Rabbi Yitzchak explains, Kiryas Arba means Arba Zugos Hayu, that there are four couples that are buried there. Adam Chava, Avram Besara, Yitzchak Verifka, Yaakov Aleya. So apparently there were only eight burial plots in Ma'aras HaMachpela. So Esav's taina was that once Yitzchak and Rivka are buried there, there are two left, and uh, both I and my brother Yarshin, the two that remain. And he already used one. He buried Leah in his own chelek, in his own, meaning of the two that are left, one was for me, one was for Yaakov. He buried his wife in one of them. And therefore the one that remains belongs to me, Esav, and does not belong to Yaakov. The 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 uh, the Achronim point out that it would turn out that Esau was tightening that he deserves to be buried next to Leah. That he, I mean, they were all couples, and he was saying that he belongs with Leah. So that's based on what the Zara Kadosh says that Leah was uh, the original match uh, for uh, for Esau. She was uh, supposed to be Bechelko Shal The Gemara says that Basra that that's what everyone used to assume. That everyone used to assume, oh, Lavan has two da- has two daughters, and, uh, and and Rivka has two sons. So Mustama, you know. The, the older one's going to marry the older one, the younger one's going to marry, and that's why Eni Leia Rakos, because everyone was, say, was saying that. Seisif was saying, okay, it didn't work out in Olam Hazet this way, but let it work out in, uh, in Olam Haba uh, that, that way. Um, so, uh, so, so he was being no sinain of Bimashe Neshalo. He was, uh, he, he was, uh, this goes back to, to what, we, uh, what we discussed in Daftes, that anyone who's no sinain of Bimashe Neshalo, not only do you not get what you, uh, what you desire, you lose what you have, and that's how it worked out for Esav over here also not only did he not get that that last burial plot but he lost his life at this uh, at, at this moment so Amrulay Sabinta so the Bnei Yaakov told Esav I'm sorry there was a deal over here we bought your uh, your plot from you remember when you sold uh the Bukhara, Samaluhu, Esav says, that's not my recollection of the deal. Mizvini. I sold my right to have an extra chilek, my chilek abachar, but I'm still a son, so I should still get the same Yerusha that Yaakov has. So if Yaakov has one of the uh, places of Kvura, I should get the other kever. So Amrulay in. They said, no, no, you, you sold the whole thing. You sold even your, your, uh, your right as a pashut. Because the pasuk says when Yosef sent to Paro to say that his father had told him, it was the, the, the kever that karisi li. What is karisi li? Kira is It was the kever that I bought. It was, there was a sale. So, uh, so, so Shekane Bekrache Ayam, current the Mechira Kira, because in Krache Ayam, in the cities that are Meiver Liam, they call the Mechira Akira. So that's what Yaakov was telling. Was that's what uh, that's that that's what they were telling uh, Paro. So Amaluhu. So Esav uh, said, Havali Garta, you Taina that I sold my my Chela Kapashut. I want to see the Star. Bring me the star that it says that. Bring me the deed. So they said, the deed is back in Mitzrayim. We weren't anticipating that you would come and make us think about this. So man nezel, so who's going to go bring it? Nezel naftali, dekalul ki ayalta. We'll send naftali because he runs really fast. He knows how to travel very quickly. So he'll be the quickest to get back and forth. Dekhsiv, because the Pasuk says in the bracha that Yaakov Avinu gave naftali, naftali ayala shlucha, hanos in imre shefer. So I'm Rabbi Val, al tikri imre shefer, el 
Shmuel Imre Sefer, that uh, he was the one that was going to bring the Imre Sefer, he was going to bring the Shtar back, and that's when his speed was going to come in, uh, come in handy. In the Arachama, the Sefer Arachama, he raises a number of very obvious and important questions. He says, why is he called that? In the end of the day, they didn't really need his speed. We're about to see the end of the story. It was not that uh, Naftali came back panting, ah, I finally got it, here you go, and then, then, then Esau says, okay, fine, and then he walked away. That's not how the story plays out. So it turns out Naftali's speed was useless. Furthermore, um, why was uh, he misnavi this about Yaakov? Why was Yaakov misnavi this about him if it was going to be useless? I Meaning, it's not just that it was useless; it was that Yaakov's nevuah was there for you. If this was what the nevuah was all about, was that Naphtali was going to be the one? He's going to save the day. He's going to bring the star. It's not the way it worked out. So the whole nevuah is off. And furthermore, you know, when do you need the deed to the Ma'arasamach Pele? You need it once. You need it when you're going to bury Yaakov. It's the one time you need the actual star. And they forgot it in Mitzrayim? That, that's when they chose not to, uh, not to remember it? They forgot it in Mitzrayim. The one thing you need to pack on that trip was the deed to Mar Samachpela. How could it be that they didn't bring the deed to Mar Samachpela? So in the Sefer Arachami, he suggests that the purpose of here was to be Mekayim the Nevuah of Rivka, of Lameshkal Gam Shnechem Yomecha, that she's going to lose both of her sons on the same day. And if the Shtar was with them, Esau would not have gotten killed. And if uh, Naphtali wasn't a fast runner, then they would not have been Ma'akev the Kvura because they wouldn't have any, anybody to go back and forth. They just would have paid Esau off more money and bought it again at that, uh, at that point. The only way, now that Naphtali was fast, they figured they could delay the Kvura a bit by having Naphtali, Naphtali run and because of that, Chushim got agitated, and Esav ended up dying, and that was a fulfillment of the Nebuah of Rivka. So it was only because of Naphtali's speed that all of that happened. So everything had to work out, that they forgot the deed, and then Naphtali was fast. That was the only way to fulfill the Nebuah of, uh, of Rivka Imenu. That's what he suggests in the Arachama. So anyway, the end of the story is, Chushim bereited Don Tamaghava. Chushim, the son of Don, was there. The Akiran lay Udne, and he was hard of hearing. Samaluhu, my hai. So he saw they weren't proceeding with the Leviah. Uh, so he said, what's going on over here? So the other Bnei Yaakov said, this uh, fellow, our uncle, is causing us all sorts of tsaras. He's, uh, he's delaying the Kvura. Until Naphtali can return from Mitzrayim and bring the deed and, uh, and show that, uh, that Yaakov is, uh, is, is rightfully the one to be buried over here. So Chushim said, Wait, and until Naphtali comes back from Mitzrayim, we're just going to leave my grandfather's body out over here like this? It's Mutzal B'Bizayon. So Shakal Kulfa, he took a stick, Machia Reisha, he struck Esav on the head, and Nasran Ene V'Naflu Akarad Yaakov, and Esav's eyes popped out and landed on Yaakov's feet. Paschinu Yaakov Le'ene V'Achich, and at that point it got a little creepy. Yaakov's uh, uh, eyes opened up, and he smiled. He was dead already. But on some level, he was dead. So, that Yaakov the Tzaddik was able to rejoice because he saw the Nakama on Esav against Esav and, uh, and, and, and his, his feet were washed with the blood of the Russia because Esav's bl- 
uh, eyes fell on his feet. And that's when the Nevoah of Rivka was fulfilled. Because the Pasuk says that Rivka said to Yaakov, Why should it be that I'm going to lose both of you on one day? So that's why she asked Yaakov to run away from Esav. Even though the death of Yaakov and the death of Esav was not, uh, was not on the same day, because Yaakov had died uh, earlier when he was still in Mitzrayim, but nevertheless, their kavura was on one day, and in that in that sense, it was a fulfillment of the nevuah. In the Eina Yitzchak, he points out that Chushim, you know, uh, why, why was Chushim more moved by Yaakov's bizayon than anybody else was by Yaakov's bizayon? So there's the famous answer, what became the famous answer, where Chaim Shmulevitz has the most shmuz about that, where Chaim Shmulevitz says, everybody else, you know, it was, it, was uh, it, it unfolded slowly. So as things unfold slowly, you're misragal, you get used to the way things are. Like, you keep moving the needle over a little bit, it's like, oh, this is the new normal, now this is the so everything is just a slight uh, variance from the normal. But uh, but but for Chushim, he didn't hear the whole conversation, the whole back and forth, all this and then that. It was just at one moment. It was uh, that this guy is trying to stop Yaakov's burial. So and he realized that's crazy. Where where are we? That this is happening. That this is okay. That we can allow this to happen. And a person who uh, who's never nisragel in something, who doesn't allow things to creep in slowly, well, will 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 see it for what it is. He'll see. How uh, crazy it is all at one time, and that's obviously applicable in many areas of uh, of life, right? In, uh, in almost anything that we uh, that that we could use uh, uh, a little chizik in, whether it be uh, you know in, in terms of uh, how much Talmud Torah we do and how much Chesed we do and how how much Avas Yisrael we have and our relationship to uh, uh, you know to uh, to money and whatever uh, to to to, uh, uh, to to Gashmius. Uh, slowly the needle moves, and that that's normal now. And that's normal now, and that's normal then. You say, Rebushalom, where are we that this is, uh, this is the way? So Chushim was never uh, sensitized to, 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 was never desensitized, and therefore at a moment he was able to pick up. That's how Rechaim Shmulevitz famously says. In the Eina Yitzchak he says different. He says Esav was a sweet talker. Esav was an Ish Sayid, Kit Sayid B'piv. He knew how to make everything sound like he was a Tzaddik. He asked how to take Maestros and some Maestros on salt, and he was, he convinced everyone that everything was L'Shem Shemayim. And, and if you can hear him, you'd be taken by him. But if you don't hear him if you're if you're deaf like Chushim was and you don't get to hear his sweet talking and you just actually get a bird's eye view of what he's doing you see that it's crazy what he's doing that it's terrible what he's doing so Chushim was able to react in uh, in that in that way now the Yerushalmi in Masechus Ksuba says that there's a Masora among the Bnei Esav that Yehuda was the one that killed Esav so it could be says the Tosas Shantz that they both killed him that it was a, a team effort of Chushim and Yehuda Tosos in Gittin, Daphne Hay says that Chushim didn't kill him. Chushim knocked his eyes out, and then Yehuda finished the job. Yehuda then, then killed Esav after Chushim knocked his eyes out onto Yaakov's uh, legs. So, uh, <coughs> okay, so the Gemara explains why is it that only Yosef was involved in the Kavura of his father? Vi Yosef, 
If Yosef would not have been misasik in the Kvura, would the brothers had uh, refrained from burying Yaakov? So all of them were osik in carrying the Mita. So uh, certainly the Ola Kvura itself, uh, they, they should have accepted it as well. Meaning it shouldn't be Yosef sitting there digging the whole time. The brothers also, they helped schlep him there. They should have helped uh, with the burial. So Amru, they said, That the cover of Yaakov would be greater if the kavura happens with a melech than with a hediot. So as much as we would, lo- would love the opportunity and the zechus to bury our own father, uh, we realize that for his own kavod, it's a greater kavod for him to be buried by a melech than it is for him to be buried by a hediot. Mikan, that, uh, that who does the kavura actually matters. Meaning that uh, whether, you know, a lot of times at a cemetery, you're thinking like you have a bunch of out-of-shape Jewish guys that are, uh, that are, that are digging, and it's six feet of dirt. It's a lot of dirt. So first, obviously, you don't want anyone to have a heart attack. You don't want anyone to do anything uh, dangerous. And, you know, so certainly that's true. But but at some point, like, you think, like, oh, well, just bring the machine and, like, you know, finish finish it up. Uh, you know, let, let, let somebody else do it. So, uh, so at least the the the, uh, the initial kvura, uh, you see that it makes a difference. That if it's kvura al yudei mishpachto, al yudei b'nei Yisrael, that uh, that it matters. That that's a greater kavod. It's a greater kavod for the mace. Milanu gadol mi Yosef. So who is uh, greater than Yosef? That uh, that Moshe Rabbeinu himself was osik in his kvura. So Tanu Rabbanu Borei kamach havivus mitzvus al Moshe Rabbeinu. Now look how beloved the mitzvus were to Moshe Rabbeinu. Shekol Yisrael kulan nesaskel. Biza, everyone else was busy going and getting the uh, money, the Bizas Mitzrayim, Vuhunis Hasik Mitzvos, and Moshe Rabbeinu was running after Mitzvos to go gather the Atzmos Yosef. Shenemar, Chacham Lev, Yikach Mitzvos. That's what the Pesach says. Chacham Lev, Yikach Mitzvos. It says Mitzvos Bulash and Rabbim, the Ben Yoyada points out, because it wasn't only the Mitzvah of Kavura, of the Kavuras Yosef that he was doing, it was also the Mitzvah of the Akiyum, of the Shavua, that they made a Shavua to him, that they're going to be Malahim Eretz Mitzrayim, Teretz Yisrael. So it was multiple mitzvos in one act. So that's why he was, uh, it's called mitzvos in the, in the plural over here. Now Moshe Rabbeinu, he wasn't interested in chasing after the money at that point. He was interested in chasing after more mitzvos. That's what uh, the Pasuk says, Oiv kesef lo yispa kesef. Rashi writes, Oiv mitzvos lo yispa mitzvos. That a lot of times we use kesef, we use money as a mushal to mitzvos. Because money is something that people always want more of. They never think they have enough of. So that's something that should be our attitude toward mitzvos. That, uh, that we, never, we should never be satisfied. Satisfied with the level of uh, mitzvos that we have. So, how did Moshe Rabbeinu find him? How did he know where Yosef is buried? So, Amru Serach Basasha Nishtaira Me'osa Adar. Serach Basasha was still alive, uh, and she was in the door of the Yor de Mitzrayim. Halach Moshe Etzla. So, Moshe Rabbeinu went to the wise old lady, and Amr Allah, Klumat Yodas, Heichan Yosef covered. Do you remember where uh, Yosef is buried? So, Amr Allah, she said, I remember his Leviah. I remember that the Mitzvah made him a metal aron ukvau benilas anar, and they put it in the in the Nile River. Kadeshes baruchemov, and they thought that the zchus of having the tzaddik in the Nile River is going to cause the the waters in the Nile to be blessed. So halach Moshe vamed al sfas nilus. Moshe Rabbeinu stood by the riverbank. Amarlo Yosef Yosef, and he started talking, and he said Yosef Yosef. He gia eshenishma kodesh baruch shani goaleschem. That it uh, it came the time where kodesh baruch hu's shavua to to redeem Klal Yisrael is about to happen. Vigia shavua sheshbata es. Israel, and therefore the shavua that you that you made your brothers take to ta- to take your bones out of Mitzrayim has has arrived as well. Time for that shavua has arrived as well. 
If you're going to reveal where you are, then great. But if not, then we don't have a responsibility to fulfill that Shavuah, because we could only fulfill that Shavuah if we know where you are. And right away, the Aaron of Yosef started floating on the surface of the Nahar. And you may be wondering, that's, uh, that's against nature. How could Barzil float on the water? Barzil is very heavy. It should, uh, it should sink. Really? Would you have wondered that? I mean, the whole thing is against it. This is Moshe Avedu, the whole Eser Makos and the Kriyas Yamsov. The, 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 the Gemara said, oh, you, you might be wondering, how about the fact that he's talking to a, to a, to a dead person and the Aron just uh, floats up? I mean, the whole thing is uh, against nature. So the Marsha writes, even though Moshe Avedu did many Nisim, but that was all the Tzivoy Hashem. But we don't find a Tzivoy for Barzel to be floating. So the Gemara says that even, uh, that, 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 that's why the Gemara is going to answer, that we find El Elsewhere, that even through the Masim of Elisha, Barzil was able to float because Ratzon Yerei of Yasa, Kodesh Baruch Hu fulfills the Ratzon of those who fear him. So not only is it, uh, do miracles happen when it's B'tzivay Hashem, that sometimes when a tzaddik needs something, also will be, uh, it, it will happen. The Ben Yoyada says a little differently that even though there was a, a need for a nace, that the Arun would float on the Mayim, but it, it didn't need to continue to float there until Moshe Rabbeinu took it. It could have floated up in that spot and then landed right back down, and then Moshe Rabbeinu would have had to go and fetch it. So saying that uh, why did this unnecessary part of the miracle happen? Just to make Moshe's life a little bit easier, because Moshe Rabbeinu was deserving of such things as the Gemara is about to say, Shariq Siv, because the Pasuk says, by the Talmidim of Elisha Hanavi, that uh, chopped wood from, uh, from, the, from the Yardin to, the, to, the base, to, the base, to, to their base Medrash, that the barzel fell into the water and he the Pasuk says he says Aha Adoniva, who Shaul? He says, Uh oh, I lost my axe and my axe was borrowed. It doesn't even belong to me. What am I supposed to do? So Vayomishalukim Ananafal. So the Ishalukim said, Where did it fall? They showed him the place where it fell. He took a piece of wood, he threw it there, Vayatsafabarzal, and the barzel floated up. So uh Elisha told me to if Elisha was the Talmud of Elio, and Elio was the Talmud of Moshe Rabbeinu, for the Talmud's Talmud uh, iron was gonna float. So Moshe Rabbeinu Kama for the Rebbe, for sure so for uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, of course uh, Barzal was going to float. Rabbi Nasan Rabbi says, No, the whole story of where Yosef was is incorrect. Not that he was in the Nile. That's not where he was. The Kabarnit Shomalachamayukavur. He was in one of the crypts where they keep the Egyptian kings because he was Egyptian royalty. Halach Moshe Vamadal Kabarnit Shomalachim. Moshe Rabbeinu stood by the uh, the opening of the crypt and Amar Yosef Higia Eishen Nishma Kodesh Baruch Shani Golaschem Vigia Shvush Ishbata Yisrael. The time of to pay uh, to, for the delivery of all those Shavuos is uh, is now. Imatamaratz Mechamutav. So if you're going to show me where you are, wonderful. Vimlav Hareyanu Menukum Shvuascha. But otherwise we are Menuka. We're we're clean of any. Uh, of any responsibility. So uh, Yosef's Aaron started to shake. So Moshe Rabbeinu knew which one was his and he took it. Now whichever version you have of, uh, of, of uh, how Moshe Rabbeinu found the Aaron, whether it was in the Nile or in the crypt, but uh, the, the story continues that throughout their travels in the Midbar, mm-hmm. the, the placement of Yosef's Aaron was right near the Aron of the of the uh, Shechina, even though the other Shvatim's bones uh, remains were also taken, but they were not in the Machna Shechina because Yosef was uh, Moshe Rabbeinu.
Rabbeinu's responsibility. So he was in the Machna Levia, which was right next to the Machna Shechina. So there was this uh, strange juxtaposition of a coffin with the Aron. So anyone who saw Klal Yisrael traveling would say, What's the story with the two Aronos? And they said, well, one belongs to a mace and one belongs to the uh, Shechina. The Aronim work on why would we mention the one of the mace first and then the Shechina? So it could be it's chronological because the Shalmeis they had first and then the Aron Shechina came later. It could be that it's size, that an Aron of the Mace is Daladamos. The Aron of the Shechina was not Daladamos. Okay, so one of them was Mace, one of them was Shechina. Then everyone would ask the obvious question Is that appropriate that a Mace is traveling with the Shechina? So Amru Khali Sol would answer. That, uh, that uh, the, the person in this, uh, in this Aron fulfilled everything that it says in the, uh, in these, in the other Aron, meaning all Aseris Adibros. Ben Yoyad says, points out Chazal of such a way of speaking. What were the two of the Aseris Adibros that you would question whether Yosef was Mekayim? So there was Losinaf, the, uh, the, the seventh of the Aseris Adibros, which because of Eishas Potiphar, and, uh, and, and he, he didn't. He didn't uh, go, go with Eishas Potiphar. He managed to avoid Lotinaf. And also the fifth were of Kabeda Savicha, because he was away from his father all that time, and now uh, and it was Demusti Yukno Shalaviv that saved him from that. So says Ben Yoyada, the, the seventh is Zayin, the fifth is Hey, Kiem Zeh, that Yosef was Mekayim, the seventh and the fifth Dibur. So, uh, so that's the uh, Melitza that Chazal used with the word uh, Zeh. So the mission went on to say, the mission went on to say that Milanu Gadol Yosef, that Moshe Rabbeinu was involved in his Kvura, because it says, So says Moshe, and if Moshe Rabbeinu would not have been involved in the Kvura of Yosef, would not the rest of Claudius have taken care of it? The Pasuk says, after Moshe Rabbeinu died, so you see, the Bnei Yisrael were also interested in Mekayim the Shua, and they were also a sick in the Kavura. So why, uh, up until the time they entered Israel, um, was Moshe Rabbeinu the only one involved? Visu, and furthermore, why were Bnei Yisrael involved? Yosef had children. Yilo Askubei Yisrael, Ban of Love and If uh, the rest of Klal Yisrael wasn't involved with Yosef's burial, wouldn't the other members of uh, uh, wouldn't his own children have been have been uh, involved? Vaksiv Ayul Bnei Yosef so they buried Yosef in their Nachla. Um, so uh, why is it that they left uh, that, that, that they allowed uh, the rest of Klal Yisrael and they didn't do it themselves? So answer Gemara on the second question. We're small in number. To have uh, more people involved is a greater kavod than to have uh, fewer people involved. The Sioux, and as far as the first question is concerned, uh, why, why they allowed Moshe Rabbeinu to take care of it? Amru Everyone was saying at that time it's a greater kavod to have Moshe Rabbeinu involved more so than the rest of Klal Yisrael. So it was all about uh, having the people involved who would be the greatest kavod to Yosef. Pasuk says kavod b'shchem. So Maishna b'shchem. Why did they bury him in Shechem? Shechem gnavuhu. That's where they sold him to the Yishmaelim in Shechem. Pasuk says when Yaakov sent Yosef to see Shlom Achiv, it says So they were in Shechem. And therefore, the Aveda is returned back to Shechem. 
but we have a steer in the Pesukim. Moshe from Mitzrayim. That if one person starts something but doesn't finish it and the other person finishes it, we treat the person who finished it as if he did the entire thing. So, uh, so since Moshe Rabbeinu didn't finish the job, we describe it as, as it being something that's, uh, that, that, that's Kali Sozer. Maisha has a tshuva where someone asked him about someone who started a shidduch but didn't finish the job. He came up with the idea but didn't finish the job. So do you say that maybe uh, he doesn't get any shadchanus because he didn't do the job? The job is to bring it to fruition. It's, it's, it's always called al shem gamro. But uh, he points out that when it comes to uh, paying a powell, it doesn't work that way. Uh, a shadchan is a powell. When you pay a powell, you pay a powell for the work that they did, even if uh, even if uh, they, they don't manage to uh, to, to bring it uh, to, to the end. That's a question, though, uh, the, the, what the structure of shadchan's payment is. Meaning, do you pay a shadchan even if it just doesn't work out? Uh, they went on a date or two and it didn't, didn't work out. So uh, that you have to go with what the uh, what the standard is and uh, you know what the, what the expected payment is. And as always, everything should be upfront. Everything uh, you know what, what the uh, what the what the rate are and now all that should be uh, should be dealt with up front. But anyway, so uh, Rabbi Lazar Omer, Rabbi Lazar says that uh, not only is a mitzvah not called al shemo of the person who started it, but not only that, af moridin also migdulaso that Yehuda, because he only started in the Hatzalah of Yosef, uh, he ultimately lost his Gedula. He's even going to suffer the loss of his wife and his children. So Yehuda lost his wife and he lost Erva Onan because he didn't finish the, the, the job. The Maral writes that an Isha Ubanim are Hashlamas Ha'adam. They make a person complete. So a person doesn't do a complete job, loses his own sense of completion. Why is Yosef called bones while he's alive? It's because he did not make a macha when, uh, when his father was, uh, when, when they were mevaza, his father in front of him. Because his brother said to him, Avdicha Avinu, and he just let that pass. That his father was called his Eved, and he didn't say anything. Why did Yosef predecease his brothers? Because he was uh, he was a political leader, and uh, that that brings a person to an early grave. But Yosef Hurad Hurad. You shouldn't read it as Hurad Ella. Horid, that Shahorid uh, Stagnini Paro Migdulasan, that Yosef uh, w- um, uh, brought down the uh, the Stagninim, the stargazers of Paro, from their uh, from their perch when he uh, when he interpreted Paro's dream and they didn't know how to interpret it. And he was purchased by Potiphar, Paro's officer, Amrav Atzmo. He bought him for 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 himself. He wanted he thought Yosef was very beautiful and he wanted to uh, commit uh, you know uh, a riot with Yosef. But Gavriel Upiro, Gavriel came and was Masarisim. That originally is called Potiphar, and then he has a more feminine name because he lost his masculinity his masculinity because Gavriel was Masarisim. Is a Malach allowed to do that? It's a Nisr in the Torah to be Masaris. I guess maybe Malach are allowed to do Isurim in the Torah. Uh, I don't know. He said, Who's Gadol Mimosha? Then Moshe Rabbeinu was in the Sasak of Baruch was in Sasak and Moshe Rabbeinu. 
after Moshe Rabbeinu asked Gontar Yisrael, Vayom Hashem Eli Ravlach. Hashem said, Ravlach, Al Tosav Taberi Layod Badavar Azeh. So what does it mean, Ravlach? Amr Rabbi Levi, the reason Akkadosh Baruch used that phrase is Berav Biser. It was with Rav that they told the Bnei, that they informed the Bnei Levi by the Machlokas of Korach, Berav Bisruhu. So with that same Lashon, they, uh, the news came in Hashemayim about his uh, desire to enter Israel. Berav Biser, uh, Rav Lachem Bnei Levi, the Pasuk said, Berav Bisru, Rav Lach to Moshe Rabbeinu. Dovracher, another interpretation, Rav Lach, it's not an Onesh, Rav Yesh Lecha Umanu Yoshua, that there's another uh, leader that's ready to go, and his name is Yoshua, so you're going to have to step aside now. Dovracher, Rav Lach, Shalayomru Rav Kamakasha Vitalman Kamasarvan. That people shouldn't say that the Rav is, uh, is, is, is so, I mean, don't stop asking me, because people shouldn't say that the Master, meaning the Ribbon Shalolam, is so difficult and is so, uh, is so stubborn, and the, the, that the uh, and Nebuch the Talmud is, is begging and begging. The Kolkach Lama, why wouldn't Akkadosh Baruch Hu allow Moshe Rabbeinu to enter into Eretz Yisrael? Why was the Chet of the Meim Riva so serious? So Based on the, the, the camel, that's how much of a heavy burden you could put on it. Based on the Tzitkos of Moshe Rabbeinu, Akkadosh Baruch Hu's Medaktik, Kuchut Asara, with Tzadikim. So on the day of Moshe Rabbeinu's death, Why does it say Hayom? Hayom, Lo Yom, It was his 120th birthday, Lamed. That tzaddikim live to uh, they, they die in their birthdays. What does it mean? He's no longer able to He's literally to walk. He didn't lose any of his vigor. There were twelve steps. Moshe took twelve steps at one shot. That he lost the Shari Chachma, the ability to uh, to converse in Torah. That was a Shabbos where there were two Manhigim, Moshe and Yeshua, were both. It started with Moshe Rabbeinu and ended with Yeshua. If not for the Pasuk saying it, we couldn't say it. Where did Moshe die? So you see that that was in Chelik of Ruven. He's buried in Chelik of God. That's four meal away. That it was the Shechina itself that took Moshe Rabbeinu to his uh, to his Kavura. Okay, but we'll continue with the discussion of Moshe's Kavura with the Malachi Asharis tomorrow. Everyone have. A good, a good night, a good yantif. Yeah,